I'm going to ask you to remain standing for just a moment. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. And yes, I realize what time it is, and I'm going to talk really fast, so you're going to have to listen really quick. Usher, stay put. We'll receive the offering in just a few moments. In Exodus chapter 2, beginning with verse 11, it says this. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? And the Hebrew man said, who made you ruler? Or as one version says it, who made you prince and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought what I did must have became known. Before you're seated, I want you to turn to two people, and I want you to simply ask them, are you distracted by the drama? And you may be seated. Are you distracted by the drama? And you may be seated in the house of God. You know, there are so many Christians, so many folk distracted by everything that's going on around them in their life and in their life, that they've lost sight of the goal. They're so distracted by life, if you will, that they've lost sight and they don't see the goal. And today... I feel as if I'm on a mission to bring focus back. Anybody ever lost focus because of distraction? You know, growing up in a house full of boys and then God having the sense of humor that he has and blessing me with a house full of girls. <laughs> I never in my life dreamed of the drama that comes with girls. I love my daughters. They're fantastic. But if you've never been around a bunch of teenage girls, my, 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 my. And you know, in our text, Moses is a grown man. He's close everywhere I read. They estimate he's right around 40 years old. When we pick up with Moses here in this passage. He's a blessed man. He's been raised in the palace. 
You know, if he had not gone through the adversity of his house, and you know the story how his mama placed him in a basket because the king said to kill all the baby boys. And, and, and you know what's amazing is <laughs> she got paid to raise her boy. Because the king's daughter found, you know the story, he was raised in a palace. And if he had stayed in the house where he was born and not been pushed out, he would have never experienced, he would have never experienced the life of being raised in the palace and being as blessed as he was blessed. He would never have been exposed to the opportunities that God placed in front of him. You see, what I'm saying is adversity equals opportunity. Adversity equals opportunity. Oh, somebody here. Adversity Equals opportunity. Every time Moses had an adversity, he had an opportunity. He's 40 years old, and he's got opportunities that most average folk would kill to have. Being raised in a palace. My daughter's going to be a millionaire. The way she talks, maybe a, a billionaire, a zillionaire, I don't know. You ask her how she's going to do it? Well, I'm not real sure, but this is where I'm going to start. Most people dream of living the life that Moses was living at this point in his life. You see, if he had stayed in the house he was raised, the only thing he would have known would have been how to make bricks without even having straw. But God pulled him out, and sometimes when God pulls you out of your natural environment, it's painful. I must be the only one that's ever experienced that. <laughs> when you get pulled out of your natural environment, it's painful. Hmm. He, somebody hear me. He didn't pull you out right now to kill you. He pulled you out to bless you. He wants to bless you. You know, Moses is 40 and he's blessed. He's educated. He, he, he's articulate. He, he's, he's intelligent. He's bilingual. He's a sharp guy. He's blessed. But watch this. He's confused. He's blessed. How many of you know you can be blessed and still be confused? He's walking. I mean, he's got it going on. He's blessed. But the brother's confused. He, he, he's all that in the bag of chips and he's still confused. Everything you could want and he's confused. He's a grown man and he's dealing with little boy issues. He's confused. He's confused. He's struggling and he's suffering inside and walking around with in all this Egyptian attire and, and looking good and got the gold and the adornment. And, and he's walking around like he's a prince, but he's not. And he's all confused. And he's a Hebrew by blood, but, but, but he's not. He, he, he's neither Egyptian nor Hebrew. He's stuck in the middle. And he's confused. He's confused. And one day he looks out the window and, and he sees this Egyptian beating on a Hebrew slave. Hmm. They're fighting. What he sees on the outside 
is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. What he's watching take place between the Egyptian and the Hebrew, and they're just, they're duking it out, man. I mean, wham, wham. I mean, come on now, that's like Chuck Norris. They're going at it. And it's a reflection of what Moses is fighting on the inside. And folks, if we can grasp that, then you realize that what you're seeing on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. What you're seeing and how you envision it, it's a reflection of what's going on on the inside. What you see on the outside, I heard this story, I read this story this week of a, a group of psychologists and they had a woman come in who was threatening to commit suicide and she came in and sat down and just after a couple of minutes the, uh, uh, the psychologist spoke up and said, she's not going to commit suicide. And, and I said, how do you know? I, I, well, she combed her hair. She's brushed her teeth. Her clothes are nicely pressed. What you see on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Somebody grab it. You see, if there's fighting going on on the outside, there's fighting going on on the inside. What you see on the outside is a reflection of the conflict that's going on on the inside of you. So I ask you this morning, what do you see? What do you see right now when you look at life? What do you see when you look at your life? What do you see today? What is it you are envisioning? Look at your house. Look at your car. And what you see on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. If you're happy to live in clutter. Now, don't misunderstand, Pastor Scott. I know at times we all have to live through clutter and live in clutter. But if you're happy... To live in clutter? Mm -mm -mm. In other words, if, if you're comfortable and it doesn't bother you, maybe it doesn't bother you because what you see on the outside oh, is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. So Moses sees the fighting going on on the outside. And it's that reflection of that fight that he's having on the inside. It's that confusion, that fight, that battle that's taking place inside of him. And he raises his hand to stop it. And he's trying to stop them because he's trying to stop him. He's trying to stop the external because he wants to stop the internal. The fight is on the outside, and it forced Moses to confront the battle that was going on on the inside of him. Think about it. He's been in this conflict for 40 years now. A Hebrew raised by the Egyptians, and he's confused, and he's got this battle going on on the inside of him. This battle happening on his, let's bring it on home, his spirit man. He's got a battle that's transpiring and taking place. And oh, wow. He's in his 40s. And he's having to make a choice. He sees the fight transpiring and he confronts the fight. And now he's got to make a decision whose side are you on? 
Whose side are you on, Moses? Where are you at, Moses? He had to make a choice. This one incident pushed his emotions to where he had to make a choice. Where are you today? What's happening inside of you? Moses looks around to see if anybody's looking, and you know what he does. He kills the Egyptian, and then he buries him in the sand. 24 hours later, he's walking out again, and he sees the conflict has not ended because he sees two Hebrews now fighting amongst themselves. It's awful quiet in this house. I think there's some fights going on right now. There's some battles happening inside. And God's saying today's the day to make a decision. Today's the day to make a call. Today's the day to decide which side are you on. Today's the day to resolve the conflict inside of you. And the Hebrews are fighting and he rises up to solve it. But, you, you know, he's really not in a position hmm, to function. He's not in a position to bring the resolve. He, he's trying to act as the prince and he's clothed like a prince, but he's not a prince. He's confused. He don't know my Hebrew. Am I an Egyptian? What am I? He's in this dilemma, and, and he's fighting, and, and Moses is a great man, and Moses has greatness shut up inside of him, just like several of us and several of you. You've got greatness inside of you, but we've got to make a decision, and we've got to come to a place to recognize it. You've got greatness, because when greatness begins to come out, it creates conflict. It creates it. You see, when you've been chosen and placed for a position, it's there before you step into it. What do you mean by that? Well, you're rich before the money shows up. You're educated before you get the degree. It's there before it manifests. If you're a preacher, you're a preacher before you're ordained. You, 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 if you're a leader, you're a leader before you get the job. If you're a visionary, <laughs> you're a visionary before you become the CEO, Jeremy. You should have shouted and said, I received that. You see, you're a wife before you become a wife. You're a husband before you get the girl. It's there. It's happened. You, you, you see, you, if you're not there before, you won't be there after. You follow me? You see, so you have to go through a period like Moses is of this displacement where, where you've got the vision to function at one level, but you quite don't have the position to function in that level that you're thinking in. Oh, me, oh, my. <laughs> Look at this conflict that Moses is facing. Is it, as if it wouldn't be conflict enough to be an Egyptian-speaking Hebrew at this time. I mean, the Hebrews are the slaves to the Egyptians, and, and here you are, a Hebrew, living in the Egyptian palace, speaking their language. Wow. It's a, it's a cultural conflict with, with these unresolved childhood 
issues. And now God is bringing this greatness out of Moses. And he's not quite yet in the position of his intellect. He's confused. Nobody ever been confused? I remember arguing with God saying, I, I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm not going to do it. I was confused. I wanted to go this way. God's calling me this way. I said, I love the kids and I'll be a youth pastor, but I can't deal with their parents. But I was in conflict. Moses is in conflict here. He, he, he's torn, and, and God's bringing this greatness. And you know, I, think about it. A weaker person or somebody that, that wasn't the caliber, they would have just ended it right there because this doesn't make any sense. This is crazy. Life is, oh, come on. Anybody ever been where life is just crazy? It's just nuts. Things are out of kilter and out of whack, and you're like, what in the world is this all about? I'm torn inside. Life is just nuts. It's crazy. Some of you are there right now. Your life isn't making any sense. You're in the middle of your life, and it just doesn't make sense right now. You have thoughts over here, but your situation's over there, and you can't quite get it together. You're, you're still trying to work some stuff out from your childhood, and you're a grown man or a grown woman. You're trying to fix things around you, but you're not fixed. You're trying to fix things and, and bring things together. You're trying to help folk and you're trying to help people and you can't even, yourself ain't even fixed. Wow. You know, I asked God one day, I said, God, how can I, how can I help them? And I'm here. How can I fix that? That's where some of you are living right now. Come on now. Are, are there any real folk in this house that I'm talking to? Am I talking to anybody in the house? You see, what a, Moses is trying to make a difference in spite of his background, in spite of his childhood, in spite of his conflict. He's trying to make a difference. But there's something deep down inside of him, and he just can't quite figure it out. There's a conflict going on inside of him. Am I Egyptian? Am I Hebrew? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? What's going on? What's this all about? The Egyptians haven't embraced me. The Hebrews hate me. Been there. He just didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, conflict's happening, and he's even trying to help folks that don't like him. He's trying to help these Hebrews, and they don't even like him. <laughs> wow. Have you ever tried to help folks, and they just don't appreciate it? You try to steer them, and you try to help them. You know, I, uh, I come out of a meeting one night, and I was just super frustrated. And Charlotte wanted me to go by and pick up. I don't remember what it was, but I stopped at the store and I go in and I'm just agitated with this, this, this group of men that just, they just couldn't get it. And I, and I go into this super, or the little convenience store and, man, God's got a way of speaking to us. And, and this, this little cashier, she had a t-shirt on that said, you can't fix stupid. 
She thought I was nuts. I said, yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I quit. I'm tired of trying. I'm not fooling with them. No more. You can't fix them. Come on, some of you worked with them too, huh? You've been around them too. You know, but you know, you, you try to help them. And they give you the most hell you've ever faced in your life. You've never been hurt until you've been hurt by somebody you're trying to help. Mm. And the more Moses tried to help, the poor guy must be like me because of the bigger mess he created. Every time he tried to help the mess, I mean, think about it. He's killed a man. He's buried him in the sand. Now he's out there in the midst of another fight. And before he can get out of there, here comes the king. And, and before he can straighten that up, here comes something else. Have you ever been in a place in life where it feels like every 24 hours a fight's getting ready to happen? You, you, you feel like a fight's breaking out in your personal life and everywhere around you. Just something, just one right after another, after another. And you're like, come on now. Enough is enough. It's kind of where Moses was at. Now remember, <laughs> the fighting on the inside and the fighting on the outside. These two Hebrews are fighting. I'm, I, I'm hurrying, I'm going to wrap up here. And Moses comes out to break it up. And one of the Hebrews looks at him and says, Who are you to straighten us out? Who are, one version says that he said, who made you prince? Wow. Moses is trying to do the right thing at the wrong time. And moral of that is don't try to get there before you're supposed to be there. Just because we think we're there sometimes, we've not been placed there yet. You see, you can be anointed but not appointed yet. You see, the test of greatness is how you handle frustration. Am I the only one being frustrated? <laughs> Your frustration, have a daughter that's getting married. Can I get a witness in the house? Somebody, amen. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you say, I don't know about you folks, but mine's got a champagne taste on a glass of water out of the spigot budget. You thought I was going to, yeah, huh? You see, the test of greatness is how you handle frustration. You see, sometimes I've learned in my life that God will put greatness in isolation and it begins to create frustration because you have to be able to survive in order to arrive at the greatness he has for you. Because if you cannot handle internal frustration, how are you going to handle external frustration around you in the position? If frustration on the inside makes you want to quit and throw in the towel and give up, what are you going to do when the frustration manifests on the outside? You see, we've got to learn to be faithful in frustration. 
We've got to learn to, to, to be frustrated and still content. You've got to learn that even though frustration's there, you've you still got to be diligent. Oh, something's getting ready to break loose in here. I don't know if you're ready for it or not. When, when, a tr when, when this truth hits you and you recognize it, that you're in the midst of it and the greatness is wanting to come out, but you've got to learn to handle what's inside of you right now, what the external is causing to rise up inside of you. And when we recognize this and we see this, oh. The Hebrew says to Moses, who made you prince? He, his prophecy, his elevation, his promotion is coming from his enemy. Somebody that hates him. You know, I have learned a whole lot about who I am through haters. I've learned a whole lot about who this old boy is inside of here. Wow. You know, I, I had no idea that I could be hated and treated that way by folk. You're trying to help. You see, it was a place in life that you can't even defend yourself. You're caught so off guard. You're so shocked. You're like, really? Really? You, you got to be kidding me. After all, after all of this, now that? What are you thinking? We've been through all this and now that. Huh. A couple of you been there with me. You see, the hatred that was targeted, it caused me to realize the significance of who I am. It caused me to realize the greatness that God has placed inside of me that's trying to get out. Through the hatred of folk coming against me and speaking ill lies through about me caused me to recognize who this old boy was inside. Now, I wish I could tell you that I recognized it immediately, but I did not. Because at first, the old Scott came out. So what I did is I went and played golf and I wrote their name on a golf ball and I whacked it. I'm just kidding. And his haters look at Moses and they say, who made you prince? Who put you over us? Who, in other words, who do you think you are coming out here and trying to break us up? Who do you think you are trying to do this? I mean, think about it. He's just discovered through the prophetic voice of his hater that he's a prince. Mm. And then he finds out his past is coming back to haunt him. They call him a prince. And then his past is coming back to get him. So in other words, what they're saying, he's a prince... But this prince is a liar, and he's a murderer. <laughs> wow. You know, what do you do 
when you got holiness and idiosyncrasy in the same body. What do you do? What do you do when you got holiness and you're still a freak? What do you do when you're pursuing holiness and you know God's called and you know He's there, but you're still an idiot sometimes? I mean, come on, am I the only one that says, gosh, you idiot, why did you, what were you thinking? Why did you say that, Scott? What do you do? He's a prince. Yes, he's going to deliver them. Yes, he's going to bring them out of bondage. But he just lied and he just killed a man and he hid the body. Now, folks, if that ain't jacked up, I don't know what is. I don't know. Anybody in the house been there? I'm telling you all this. I'm telling you all this about Moses, so maybe you'll feel better about where you're at. God's chosen you. God's called you. Some of you have walked with him and you've been getting to fulfill, but that confusion has come in and, and you can't choose which side you want to be on. You can't choose what, what needs to transpire and what needs to happen. You've encountered God. He's touched your life. He's, he's been there, but you're in this place of conflict. You're in this place. And you know, the enemy will always send this alert when you're close to your destiny. And that's when we usually get sidetracked because the past comes back to haunt us like it did Moses. And, and we begin to question and think okay what do I do where do I turn and then we do exactly what Moses did he ran he ran I want to tell somebody this musicians please come help me I'm wrapping up I'm closing Romans eleven twenty nine. for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance now I had a misunderstanding of the scripture. And after studying, I realized that it's saying once God has chosen and selected you, he don't repent of it. In other words, once he's chosen you, he don't change his mind. Some of you have been chosen... And the confusion has caused you to run. Oh my. Boy, we could preach there, couldn't we? What's happened is that in all the reality of life, in your what you're seeing in your peripheral vision. You see, you see, what's going on in your peripheral vision and everything happening in life, it doesn't have to stop in order for you to progress in the call of God that God has on your life. I, I'm here to tell you, folks, the drama ain't going to stop. I'm not a reality TV kind of guy. I got enough of it in real life. My girls like that stuff, but I, I'll read or do something. I mean, is anybody else... Besides me, got enough drama in life that you don't need reality TV. I'll leave that alone. Moses ran from the drama and the reality. 
In other words, he thought once the Hebrew spoke up and said, are you going to kill me just like you killed the Egyptian? So he thought my past is catching up to me, so I've got to run from my destiny. And some of you have ran from your destiny. I've been there and done that. You've ran from it. But I'm here to decree and declare this morning that just like Moses was walking along tending to the sheep and he had married into this Meridian family and they were wealthy and they had all this and, and Moses continued to have... It amazes me how he, he almost has fed with a golden spoon, man. He stepped from Egyptian prince to marrying into a wealthy family and he's strolling along watching sheep or whatever he's doing and all of a sudden he has an encounter with a burning bush. And the burning bush changed his life. And it brought him back on track to fulfill the destiny. Now, I wonder what would have happened if Moses would have confronted his past while he was there at the fight with the Hebrews, if he'd had to go all the way around this. However, his decision to run led him to where he was at. And a lot of us run. And we try to hide from something back here instead of dealing with that conflict inside of us because he still was dealing with that conflict. Am I Egyptian? Am I Hebrew? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? And at the burning bush, he dealt with the conflict and recognized the call of God on his life. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the burning bush still burns tonight, today, and he wants to set you on course and on track and get you back on the path to your destiny that he called you to. However, we, like Moses, have got to confront ourselves and confront the confusion and the battle that's going on in here and recognize what it is and see it for what it is and recognize the drama around us does not not have to control our destiny because it's not going to cease it's not going to go away anytime soon but we have a call and we have a destiny that God has placed on us just like Moses had but just like Moses you got to kick your shoes off and follow him Sunday new beginning a new day and I'm done ushers don't let nobody leave yet I'm just going to ask them to begin to play and just begin to lead and I don't know who that was for maybe it was just for me studying this but I don't know maybe it's just for me but your pastor got a fight in him. I'm not running from the conflict. I'm ready to go. And we're going to go. And I'm just going to challenge you. If you're ready to go, these altars are open. Some of you have been battling that conflict. After conflict, after conflict. And God's here to bring resolve. And God's here to bring restoration. And God's here to restore and renew and revive. Just like he did Moses at the burning bush. That may be next week. But he's in this house for you. And that conflict that's going on inside of you. Stand with me as we close in prayer. Father, right now.
I thank you today. God, I'm speaking resolution. Resolutions inside of your people. No more running. No more hiding. But resolution. To step up and be who they've been called to be. God, that one that has known you and walked with you and is no longer fulfilling the destiny you have on their life. I speak that destiny back into their heart, back into their spirit. The one who hasn't known that personal relationship with you to discover that destiny, I speak it into existence now. Draw them. Draw them. Call of God, come alive in this house today. To go out and be who we're called to be. Touch your people today, Father. Touch them today. Bring them to that relationship.